The City University of New York, all 24 senior community colleges, professional and graduate schools, they're the domain of the new chancellor, James Milliken. He joins us to discuss his vision of the system and the hundreds of thousands of students. One of the things that you pointed out in a speech to the Association for a Better New York this week is that three quarters of CUNY freshmen come from New York City high schools. 80% of the students who enroll in community colleges require remediation. That is a very high figure. What's wrong with the city public school system that 80% requ require remediation? Well, th this is a big challenge for the largest public school system uh, in America. And part of what CUNY has been doing, I met with uh, Chancellor Farina on one of my first uh, meetings on the job, is to look for ways to partner. Uh, we're joined at the hip. As you said, 75% uh, of our freshmen come from uh, the New York City schools, public and otherwise. 60% um, of the New York City public schools who go on to college come to CUNY and we produce, uh, we're the largest producer of teachers in the New York City schools. So this, these relationships, this nexus is, is, is quite deep and long-standing. We have a number of programs to contribute to the success of these students when they're in high school, early college programs, other interventions uh, that seem to be successful. But like all issues in a place the size of New York City and the New York City public schools and CUNY, scale is an enormous uh, issue for us. And uh, maybe we'll have a chance to talk about that, but there are a number of great programs at CUNY that we are in the process of scaling, including one, the ASAP program that the mayor has just made an additional investment in, which has three times the graduation rates for our community college students as the national average for urban community colleges. How does that work? Well, it's an intensive program that has uh, students participate as a cohort as they move through, so they support each other. It has much more intense advising with fewer students per advisor and peer mentoring uh, for the students and additional financial uh, incentives. And it's directed right now at full-time community college students who are able to devote that time and attention to their, their coursework. One of the things you also said is not enough students in the CUNY system, like all over the country, earn degrees in a reasonable period of time. What is considered reasonable these days? Well, uh, to people like you I mean, you it used to be two years and four years. Right. What to, is it to, now? To people like you and me, it would be two and, and four years. But that's changed uh, across the country. And really, um, there are a couple reasons for this. Only part of it is because people are taking longer. Some people don't intend to persist at that level. They're going part-time. The number of part-time students at both community colleges and senior colleges nationwide has increased significantly. The number of older students pursuing degrees over a longer period of time increased significantly. And the data we tend to look at is for, uh, I don't want to get too much in the weeds here, but first-time, full-time freshmen. So if you transfer to another school, you aren't counted as a success of the first one. So we need to do some better jobs of measuring uh, uh, progress and assessing the data. But that being said, we still are taking too long for our students uh, to graduate, and we can do a better job of that. That's why I mentioned the SAP program, which is so successful at the community colleges, and it's uh, going to be introduced at John Jay College, a senior college as well, to see if it's uh, exportable to that environment. I think, it, I think it will be. But there are a number of interventions that we can use to try to help people graduate uh, more quickly. One of the other things you said, which is probably revolutionary for a uh, university chancellor, is that there are a growing number of good jobs that don't require a four-year degree. How does CUNY cope with that and encourage people 
you know, without the old vocational training track of right. steering people toward those jobs. This is a very important point. Uh, I suspect it's one that will be made uh, today with the mayor's jobs report. It's one that was made in the, uh, the Association for Better New York's own tech ecosystem report a year or so ago. And it's one that people that have been in higher education and dealt with leaders in the private sector have known for a while particularly in the growing tech sector in New York, which I saw recently has added uh, jobs at a much higher percentage rate than, than other areas of employment in New York City. I met with a group of tech leaders a couple of weeks ago. They talked about their needs. There's a growing need for short courses, certificates, or two-year degrees in programs that teach software development and coding and gaming. So there's a big market out there. Part of that market's being filled by non-traditional providers proprietary companies that are offering the kinds of courses that I think ought to be in CUNY's sweet spot. So not everyone who enters a community college should measure success by moving on to a four-year college and graduating with a degree from that college. There are great opportunities for high-paying jobs for two-year graduates and even for those that are retooling and can take short courses and, and have skills in, uh, uh, that are um, valuable to the tech sector. CUNY should be global, you said. Should it have campuses around the world? I don't think so. That's a, that's a big step. But what I mean by that is while we have great advantages, the great diversity of CUNY and New York City are among our greatest advantages, Kids 40%. From 205 countries from 205. speak 190 languages. Right, right. And 40% of our undergraduates were born outside the U.S. mainland. So we start with a great set of assets to create a globally a competent set of graduates who can deal in a global marketplace. But, you know, there's an academic component of this that's important also, and I want our graduates to be competitive with the graduates of the best universities in the world. And so in addition to the great diversity that we have in the cultural and the linguistic diversity, we need an academic component to this so that they understand the the, the politics, the economics, the environments of countries around the world and leading cities around the world and can compete with, uh, with graduates anywhere. And our faculty, it's quite clear that knowledge doesn't uh, recognize borders, even borders that hold as many uh, talented people as New York City. And I want our faculty to have the opportunity to collaborate in their research and their teaching and their addressing really important challenges in the 21st century for urban areas with colleagues around the world. Very quickly, you said we're becoming much less competitive for faculty. How do you rectify that? Well, a couple things. Uh, uh, one, uh, we have to address that in, uh, through our bargaining with the union that represents our faculty and our staff, and we're in the middle of that uh, process now. That's important. But this is a global competitive marketplace for talent. And part of that will be done with private philanthropy, I believe, mm -hmm. and I think we have a great case for that. Uh, but we have to be able to attract and retain the best faculty so our students in New York will have that advantage. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Chancellor James Milliken of the City University.